from the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield and Ward White. Good morning and welcome to Thursday. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're along with us for the ride for this Thursday morning. Do you know what today is? Game day. Yes, indeed it is. Yes, indeed it is. The 2022 football season begins in earnest tonight. Well, actually not in earnest, but uh, I believe it begins in Canton, Ohio. (laughs) What? Nothing. (laughs) It's the the Pro Football Hall of Fame game, isn't it? It is. Is it getting earlier and earlier? No. First week of August? Mm -hmm. Huh. And, and those two teams, they get a, a an additional. Yeah, they've been in camp for a while. Yeah, they get an additional uh, game, don't they? Because yes, they get the, four, yeah. everybody else gets three. Right. And everybody used to get four, but. Still too many. It is. Uh, so will, will you watch just. Every second. I know you will. And I don't even know why I asked. How how. What what a dumb question from me. I mean, he's going to watch Ryan. Good morning. Morning. He Ward will watch guys that will be will be sweeping parking lots in at the stadium in two weeks. Play tonight. These dudes are not going to be on these football teams. Yeah, they're fighting for a position. I love it. <laughs> Let me say it again. These dudes are not – tonight's dudes are not going to be – the dudes that play There'll maybe a couple, in a couple of weeks. There will be a couple that emerge. So it what, is every year. What is the quality of football? I mean – Outstanding. Tonight? Yes. No. It's football. I said the quality it's level. It's the best of the best playing. It's the worst <laughs> of the worst. It's the best of the best. Oh, Lord, good only gracious. only a small percentage that even get this opportunity. No, that, that look, I, I, I agree with you. And these are world-class athletes. I, 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 I'm 100% with you on that. But of these athletes, these are the cats that are not going to be playing on Sunday. You don't know that. Yeah, I do. Not every one of them. History says that most of these dudes that play tonight. You just tonight, said most. You didn't say all. No, I didn't. So if you're going to go through there and cherry pick me three guys <laughs> out that's, of that's great out of 22. Look, these guys are fighting for position. Hats off to them. But are they really? Yes. Isn't in today's NFL there's not many spots going into. Because of all the OT, you know somebody will emerge. It's like the Cowboys the other day. They cut a they a guy is on the injured list, comes right off the injured list, and, and immediately gets cut because they know through all those OTAs and all of those everything leading up to camp that this guy can't play at this level. Well, maybe somebody else will pick him up though. Well, maybe. Look, but, this is an audition for every one of these guys for the NFL. But what I'm asking because this is the an additional game that's are these there's 90 guys on a roster nearly half of these guys are out of here right off that roster yeah because you're down to 53 
right? When, when, when the season begins, yeah. it's 53, and then you have your your uh, absolutely. I used to call it the taxi squad because that's what they used to call it. What 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 practice the, squad. the practice squad? Uh, once upon a time, it was the taxi squad. Wasn't and the it? guys are fighting for that. Yeah, they position are position across the NFL. Uh, absolutely, they are. But for the majority of these dudes, this is it. These guys may be the guys that you see in the XFL. Maybe. So, or the USFL. Or the USFL. But they're not in the NFNL. Well, they are right now. <laughs> he just, he's talking himself into making this an important game. I don't have to. This is, this is important for a lot of guys. But for me and you as a just a general it's not even our team. I, it's greatness watching these guys compete. Ugh. Oh, you don't, you don't, there will be more penalties than there will be passing yards. No, there won't. (laughs) We'll talk more about it in a minute. So, I mean, like, are you, are you going to have like a a watch party? I mean, what's it? I'll have my, you and Coco, (laughs) I'll have my pad and paper and be watching. Yes. You know what? I I know you will. That's the scary part. He will. It's Jacksonville and who? Uh, The Raiders. Raiders. Oh Yeah. Two teams that will be right there in January. Hey, the Raiders have a shot. You think? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. It's the Raiders. They'll figure out a way. Maybe. It's kind of like the Cowboys, isn't it? (laughs) Mike Gray from the Animal Humane Society is on the telephone. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all today? Good. We're just trying to figure out why Ward is going to watch guys that are are not going to be playing in the NFL play tonight. Hey, Ward, I'll be right there, buddy. I'll be uh, having some plant-based brats and, and grilling up. And, and, and first game of the year, man, how exciting. It is outstanding. So, Yep. So uh, exciting times for, for, for football players. And, uh, you know, football is always a good time because you get to watch, you know, games. The weather's starting to cool off maybe a little bit, hopefully. And well, what? Why did uh, you – hang on a second. Now, come on. What did you just say? Hey guys, it sounded I think I think 101 tomorrow. <laughs> All right, that is cooler. Is your dogs barking? Are your Are your that dogs was, mad at you for that, some reason? That That was one of my dogs. All right. Yes. Hey, real quick from the CNC Collision Center text line, Diane asked Tom, "Why so negative?" I'm not negative. I'm just real negative, Nelly. I'm realistic. These dudes are not NFL players. Yes, they are. <laughs> they are on. Is a, this an NFL game tonight? It is an NFL. Is this an NFL game tonight? Let me finish my, I'm answering the question. It's an NFL exhibition game. Then they're NFL players. All right. (laughs) They're in an NFL camp. You know what? Let's pick a guy tonight. Pick, let's pick one guy, just randomly pick a guy and let's follow him through camp from, from, from Jacksonville. Okay. Let's find, let's get their, their, let's get their 90 man roster out. Let's just arbitrarily pick a guy. And let's follow him and see how long. And he may make the team. I don't know. But that would be kind of fun. We'll, we'll, we'll give you an update on on a guy. So I already got mine. No, no, no. You don't get to. We're, we're going to just arbitrarily pick a number. Let's pick a number right now. No, you know what? Let's let Mike pick a number for us. Okay. So, Mike, you know, okay. I'm, I'm assuming that every number between 0 and 99 is being used. you got to pull up okay. the Jacksonville roster for us real quick. All right. Well, let's see here. I'll see. Uh, give, give, just uh, arbitrarily and randomly give us a number. 17. 17. 
So it's 17. Let's see if Jacksonville has a 17 on the roster for tonight. Their 90-man roster. So we're, we're, we're efforting the Jacksonville roster. Anyway, while, while, uh, while Ryan does that for us, what do you got going on at the Animal Human? By the way, you were supposed to bring a dog by to see us. Yeah, I mean, I tell you, it's been crazy up there. Um, you won't believe it. We have uh, 217 dogs uh, at the show. Wow. Shelter. What? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I think over uh, 90 dogs have got brought in in the past three days. Um, it's kind of crazy. So I've been wanting to bring a bring a bar pill by. Just you named off. a dog after me? I did. I did. We named. We got the Barfield dog. He's a cowboy silver. Um, He's what? And, <laughs> cowboy silver, right? That's what you call it. We, it's not gray. It's oh yeah, that's right. Okay, so he 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 really does have a, a, a kind of a grayish silver tint to him. He does, and uh, he is super friendly and and uh, just a, a wonderful dog. Um, Baylor women's soccer team came up to shelter yesterday, and I saw that. Took him, yeah, took him out, and they just loved him. Um, and so, uh, you know, if anybody wants to adopt uh, Barfield, he's available. So, so did they just, I mean, were they part of the, uh, the program to, to just kind of walk dogs and help you guys out? I mean, is that the uh, Baylor soccer yeah. team? <laughs> yes, sir. So we, had, why are you uh, laughing? We had 30, there's 30 soccer players up there yesterday. And, um, so 30 dogs got walked yesterday. Oh, a lot more than that. They did. They did a lot of stuff. Did they really? How cool is that? Yeah, they did walkthroughs for us. They, uh, you know, put donations away. They walked dogs. They interacted with people. uh, Helped um, clean up the facility. um, Just did a lot of uh, really good things. And you know, most of all, they just uh, were able to walk the dogs. You know, interact with the dogs, and um, they're really cool. And to see that that many. Young people all, all wanting to help out the dogs is, is encouraging. That is. I mean, that is very cool. You know, they just started practice a couple of days ago. So uh, very right cool. Here, yeah. Very cool on their on, on their breath. So what do we need to do? Well, I mean, seriously, let's get right down to it. What's 217 is way too many or two whatever. What what would you, what'd you say? Two? Yeah, two, 217, yeah. Yeah, that's way too many. Um, that's a good question. And when and um, we're trying to uh, figure out what we can do to, to – um, get some more dogs out and, and not only get dogs out, cause I mean, we're getting the dogs out. It's just, we're getting so many dogs in. Um, and so that's kind of where the, the problem is. We just don't really know why there is such a high number of dogs coming in. So. All right. Crazy craziness. Uh, what so obviously with the high numbers, you guys need some, need some help. Don't you on a, on a number of fronts? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, definitely volunteering is, is going to be very important right now because we do have so many dogs and uh, it's just hard for our staff to walk all the dogs um, when there's so, so many dogs. Um, you know, donations, food donations, hopefully we'll be sending a lot of dogs into foster care. So we're always, you know, definitely looking for some, some food donations. Um, and then just sharing our, sharing our Facebook posts, getting the word out there. Uh, and then when you do, if you do end up uh, seeing a dog on the side of the road, um, you know, take it to a fire station, get that dog uh, microchip scanned. Um, and then <clears throat> normally when you find a dog, it's, it's within a three, four blocks of its, of its home. So if you could knock on some doors and try to figure out where that dog belongs and get it home that way, that'd be awesome. 
So, Mike, uh, if somebody, if a, if an organization or some individuals want to want to help out, and just like like the soccer team, Baylor soccer team did uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, just maybe they want to come up and, and help feed water and, and maybe exercise some animals for you, help you guys out. How can they do that? Um, they can uh, come to orientation on Saturdays. They can, they can give us a call, 254-754-1454, or they can call or text me, 254-327-7624, um, and we'd love to set something up and, and get a, another group up there to help out. That was awesome. All right, Mike, we, we appreciate the time as always, and uh, let us know what's going on uh, at the animal. But 217, what a big number. Uh got to get these dogs adopted and get them find them a family don't we yes sir i agree so uh come on up monday through friday 11 to 6 saturday 10 to 5 we appreciate it mike thanks so much talk to you soon thank you guys that's mike uh, from the uh uh, humane society all right first of all and here's the other thing about 17 i just thought about this if he's a five-year vet he's gonna we gotta find a guy that's that's a rookie tight end is it is yeah, it starting? Evan, that's Evan Ingram. So we need we we'll get a pick a number there, Ryan. That's sixteen, eighteen, whatever. We got to have a rookie. It's got to be a rookie. It's got to be a first year guy. We got a number twenty four, Snoop Connor. Yeah, we'll go with twenty four. Running back out of Ole Miss. You is that okay with you? Yeah, that's fine. Let, let's follow twenty four. So Ryan, you got a new assignment. Twenty four is your guy. Keep keep us up to date. On 24. All right, there you go. So 24, what's his name again? Snoop? Snoop Connor. He played against Baylor in that He'll, in that he'll make the roster. Will he? Yeah. Well, let's follow him. We'll, we'll follow 24. Let's do it. All right. All right, uh, 7-13, 13 after 7. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Mike just gave you the weather. He said, we got a cold front coming through. It's going to be down to 101. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I was like, okay, if you say so. Uh, Sounds good to me. 101 for the – so let's go ahead and get a check of the weather forecast. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. At Alliance Bank, you'll find superior service and products to meet your financial needs. Sunny and hot today. Highs near 102. Heat index up to 105. Heat index still in effect until tonight. South winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Mostly clear. Lows down around 80 this evening with a southeast wind 5 to 15 miles per hour. Tomorrow, though, a 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. Mostly sunny, hot with highs near 99 tomorrow. That's it? That's it. Currently, it is 80 degrees. So we may... Break the string of 100-degree days? Might do it tomorrow. Wow. And we have a 20% chance? 20% chance through Saturday night. Okay, I'm going to really make Diane mad. We have an 80% chance that it's not going to rain. Oh, God. <laughs> High of 96 on Saturday even. That's it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We wow. got to get the toboggans out. <laughs> and... <laughs> Good news for inter-squad scrimmages. Yes, sir. I, you know, are you going to go to one Saturday? I am. Um, yes, I'm gonna I am. I'm going to pick one. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going to go Saturday and watch some inner squads. That's fun. That's yeah, fun. Yeah, he won't watch the game tonight. These are going to be the dudes that are playing on Friday night. Oh. These are going to be the dudes that are playing tonight. These dudes that are playing tonight <laughs> are will NFL not players. be playing on Sunday. These are NFL players. 40 of them will not All be playing on are. Sunday. <laughs> All of them are on an NFL roster today. as of today. That's exactly right. You keep telling yourself that. And I'll keep telling you that 40 of them will will be back doing whatever they were doing six weeks ago. <laughs> you don't know that. 
They have to. It's the math. 53. Well, not all 40 because some of them will be on the practice squad. Oh, that's a good point. Thank you. Yeah. How many they carry? 12 now? Is that what it is? I don't remember yeah. the number. It, you know what I never under I, – I didn't – I never knew what taxi stood for. It had to be like something, but they used to call it the taxi squad. Now, there wasn't very many on the taxi squad. I think it was like five or six. It was it was it was a small number, and then they they had they expanded it with the um, with the with this situation. And you know what? You can players get better. I was watching uh, Hard Knocks the other day, and how many you got? Sixteen. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. And what it, that that's what the the the, the practice squad is sixteen. Mm-hmm. All right, but again, the taxi squad used to be just a handful of guys. Uh, let's see, seven sixteen. We're uh, sixteen after seven. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. What a year for Baylor Athletics! Smith spins out of the tackle. He's to the twenty-five, to the twenty, to the fifteen, to the ten, to the five. Abram Smith into the end zone. Getting it in. Yes! Touchdown, Abram Smith! Touchdown, Bears! Abram Smith punches it in for Baylor. <laughs> I love it. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Don't miss the Itasca Gun Show August 6th and 7th. Buy, sell, or trade Saturday from 9 to 5 and Sunday from 10 to 4. Admission is $7 for adults. Children age 15 and under are free with a paid adult. Parking is free. For more information, call Charles Whip Farm Productions, 817-929-1816. That's 817-929-1816. We'll see you at the Itasca Gun Show Saturday, August 6th and Sunday, August 7th at the Hillco Civic and Event Center in Itasca. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. You know, there's two ways to go to a four-year university. One is to start at Central Texas College, enjoy mom and dad's home-cooked meals for two years, save thousands at the most affordable college in the region, and transfer to a university with more money in your pocket. The other way is expensive. So go to option one at ctcd.edu. Central Texas College, for students of the real world. CTC classes in Colleen, Fort Hood, and online start August 22nd. 
Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 719, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas Thursday morning. Tom Ward, Ryan. Hey, guys, great news. Are you ready? The Rangers are done playing Baltimore. No more games of Baltimore. How many did they win this year? Zero. <laughs> can you believe that? Not yes. one game yes. did they beat Baltimore. I can believe it. Now they're p- positioned and poised to, to oh, make that no. run. Mm-mm. They're just 12 under 500. Just 12 just games. Just 12. What did, the, what did the text line just tell you? Oh, yeah. Uh, from the 903. From the 903. How can you be so optimistic for the Rangers and so pessimistic for football. I'm not pessimistic for football. Really? I'm just realistic. No, you're not. That tonight's player, I mean, mm-hmm. even your starters for these two teams, they won't break a sweat. It's football. It is football. The best of the best. <laughs> you sure it's not the best of the rest? No. It's, it's a very small percentage that even get this opportunity to step on an NFL field. I agree with you. I, I, I'm not arguing with that. watching. I, I, no, it's not. <laughs> not for you. I mean, because I want to see if it was. You're the type of guy that doesn't enjoy to go watch practice either, do you? No, I, I like it because the guys that are practicing are going to be the guys that are going to be playing on Friday night that. or Saturday afternoon. You don't know that. Why, why, why wouldn't it be? That's the but, team. It's, it's not like there's cu- cuts coming. But there's also some guys that won't even touch the field on a Friday night no, that's or true. a Saturday. That's true. No, that's true. Okay. But that is. The, there you go. But those are going to be the dudes that are on the team. Maybe. Those those dudes on Friday and those you know like Saturday morning when when that that's your football team that is ex high school football. This team. is their football team tonight. But will it? This be, is their football team tonight. He won't let me finish. Will it be? Is this the way the team will be constructed on opening day? No, of course not. Nearly half of them won't be around. They won't be. Some of them will. Some of them will. So you're okay watching. Absolutely. Two or three guys. That I'm, can, wa- I'm watching guys that are fighting for their NFL life tonight, and that's greatness. Yeah, that's 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 exactly what they're doing. Uh, and there's 22 on a field at a time, and, you know, one or two may make that team. They're getting an opportunity of a lifetime. Generally speaking, and I don't know the number, Generally speaking, and I know it's different for every organization, but generally speaking, in today's football, how many rookies do make the team? Well, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. It's not very many, is it? I mean, unless if you're doing a rebuild, it might be. But I mean, if, there's a the nucleus of a, your football team. There's a pretty team, good percentage that'll that'll make the teams. I, you know, I, of the drafted rookies, that'll probably be on a roster somewhere or a practice squad. Yeah. It would be interesting to f- kind of follow that and just see how many, and I'm not talking about uh, free agent acquisitions. I'm talking about true rookies right out of college coming into camp. How many will actually make that particular NFL uh, roster? Almost every one of the first rounders. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer. But I'm yeah. talking about that third round, that fourth round, uh, free agent signings. That's well, that's where it starts getting dicey. Yeah. And that's what you're going to see a lot of tonight. I'm not sure you're going to see a ton of your your uh, early draft picks. 
Uh, I, you're going to see a lot of, as you point out, guys fighting to make a roster. Those first-rounders are on the roster. That's, that deal's done. Uh, all right, so that'll be coming up tonight, and we'll, we'll keep an eye on that for you. And Ward will report back with the, uh, with the breakdown. I mean, he'll have the, the film broke down by morning. Uh, seven, Absolutely. 7-23, 23 after 7. Rangers do lose 6-3 last night. But you know what, Martin Perez? Uh, that was what, he goes six innings? I, uh, yeah, he was good. I mean, again, last night, he was, or yesterday afternoon, uh, we had that game over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central <laughs> Texas. Martin Perez went six innings, five hits, one run, nine strikeouts. So he, he, he tied his career high for strikeouts. And, Ward, that is the 20th consecutive start for Martin Perez not to lose. I'm shocked somebody didn't get him. 20th consecutive start that Martin Perez that, – that's crazy. If there's any offense whatsoever, this guy's having a Cy Young year. But unfortunately, he got a no decision yesterday because when he left the game, it was one-to-one. So, but anyway, he uh, another brilliant start for Martin Perez. So, there you go. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but this is cool, I, and, and I like this. The uh, Big 12 – has come to an agreement with Jerry and the, and the guys at Cowboy at AT&T Stadium to extend the Big 12 championship game there uh, for another couple of years. So it will run through 2025. So uh, you will, you know, I think the last, they've been playing there, what, seven years, something like that? Uh, so they'll, they'll, they'll continue to play at Jerry World. Good place for it. You know, John talks about Kansas City being the perfect place for the basketball tournament, I think that's a perfect place for for the football championship. There's not a better stadium out there. No, and, and you and you will never have your conference championship game influenced by weather. I mean, you know, as much as we both like natural grass fields and all that stuff, but when you're talking that late yeah, in but the that year, time has passed us. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, heck, when you got six man and one A's playing on field turf. Yeah, <laughs> the grass-stained pant no longer exists. Uh, but, you know, it, it, there's some places they still play on grass, but kind of cool. Well, I'd like to know how many how many grass fields there are out there. I can tell you this. Go to the park in Crawford, and they're playing on a natural grass field. Yeah, I, there, there yeah. are some, but, I mean, I think they're few and far between. I know yeah. Cleveland still has it at the Rock. Yeah. Granbury had it until this year. They've gone turf. Oh, have they? In mm-hmm. Granbury? Huh. Those were kind of the only couple of ones that I that I knew of firsthand that still had grass. You know, I'm saying I know I, there's a bunch of them out there, yeah. but I don't I don't I I don't know how many. I think they're getting Every more year, and more it, scarce. It, the number de- decreases. I mean, and I know it's an expensive investment initially. But long term, yeah, it pays you, for itself. It does because you don't have anybody out there watering, you don't have anybody fertilizing, mowing. Coaches uh, aren't painting yeah. the field on Friday but morning. That's exactly right. Yep, and you know, so do you prefer the field turf? As good as it has gotten now, I do. Yeah, it's it's I pretty hate good. to say it, but I do. Pretty good because I, you know what, we're going to play a game. I know eventually one day. I know this is hard to believe, but one day it is going to rain. Mm-hmm. And if it rains on a Friday, all you have to do is keep the football somewhat dry. And the integrity of the game is not, you know, is not brought into play. 
Uh, you you've I, seen? I still would love to see a mud bath. You've seen a mud? You've done them? I've done them. Yeah, you I, don't know I, who in the heck's got the ball because their jersey's just covered with mud. Uh, they can't hardly move. I mean, they're slopping around out there, and uniform weighs about four hundred pounds. Yeah, the ball does too. I mean, you know. Uh, you set the ball down in the mud. I mean, you have fumbles on the snap. Boy, I remember you, you, you do too. You remember those, those days. Absolutely. And you know, basically it was almost like the first to score was going to be the, be the winner. But nowadays, I mean, I did a state championship game several years ago where they played on turf. They played it right there at Waco ISD stadium before they started doing the AT&T thing played right there in a driving rainstorm. A dr- and you know what? It was a tremendous game. Terrific game. Because, again, basically all they had to do was keep the football dry. And, they, you know, that, that's a challenge. It's a challenge, but that's that's the one challenge you have. Everything else is good to go because mm-hmm. the footing's fine. And, you know, it was, it was, it was good stuff. All right, uh, 728. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up in just a couple of seconds, we're going to talk – some Cowboys, and we'll get the Cowboy news and notes for you with RJ Ochoa. But right now, we got to go out to Oxnard, California, where Christy Scales has got our Cowboy report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac, Highway 6 and Imperial Drive. Check them out at richardcarr.com. Hey everyone, with the Cowboys training camp report, I'm Christy Scales. Dallas adds a four-time Pro Bowl linebacker to the roster. We'll tell you about Anthony Barr after this. Ever wonder what it's like to play for the Dallas Cowboys? To sit in the same locker room as your favorite Cowboys players? To run into the end zone? You could do all that and more when you tour AT&T Stadium. Play on the field, see the locker rooms, and get a behind-the-scenes look at AT&T Stadium. It's all possible with AT&T Stadium tours presented by SeatGeek. Tours are available daily. Visit attstadium.com for details and to get your tickets today. That's attstadium.com. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. The Cowboys agreed to terms with four-time Pro Bowl linebacker Anthony Barr, a 30-year-old former Vikings first-round pick who spent his first eight seasons in Minnesota, where current Cowboys senior defensive assistant George Edwards was Barr's defensive coordinator. He's missed 20 games the past two years combined because of injuries, but he does add experience and pedigree to a position group featuring Micah Parsons and Leighton Vanderesh. Yesterday, defensive coordinator Dan Quinn was asked what traits he looks for in a linebacker. The traits of speed and length physically and then tackling. That's the name of the game. Can you play square and strong and tackle? And that's an instinctual part of it because he's generally going to where he thinks the ball is. To make room on the roster, the Cowboys released linebacker Aaron Hansford from Texas A&M. With the boys in Oxnard, I'm Christy Scales. 
Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Rangers' bullpen surrendered five runs over the last three innings in a 6-3 loss to Baltimore. Texas lost all six games with the Orioles this season and began a four-game home series with the White Sox tonight. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Ten strikeouts by Jose Urquidy helped the Astros beat Boston 6-1. Houston is in Cleveland tonight to start a four-game weekend series. The District 9 All-Stars remain unbeaten at the Little League Senior Softball World Series. They beat the Philippines 10-1 and complete pool play this afternoon against the East Region champion. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Cowboys with R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys on ESPN Central Texas. It's 7.33. Welcome back into the program. Drive safely as you're uh, making your way to work or to school this morning. Tom Ward and Ryan, glad to have you with us. And we welcome into the program from Blogging the Boys and ESPN San Antonio, R.J. Ochoa. R.J., just another routine, boring cowboy camp going on right now. Not much happening. You know what, guys? Um, that's that's very true. Um, it's all chill. It's all kosher, um, and it's all boring. You know, I'm I'm very grateful for that. My my sleep schedule hasn't been impacted in any way. Start with the wide receivers. Uh, are you surprised that they're not shopping right now for a, uh, or at least they're saying that they're not uh, another wide receiver or two uh, to to create some depth in that receiver room? You know, I, I have no choice but to believe them, although obviously yesterday's transaction um, instills a little bit of belief, um, that, you know, that they're, they're checking under, you know, the occasional rock, you know what I mean, if, if it happens to spill over. Um, but, um, I, I mean, this was a predictable problem, and, and I don't mean to say, like, oh, everybody was right and the Cowboys were wrong. Um, but, you know, the, the Cowboys, I mean, they needed receiver help before they ever touched down in Oxnard, before we found out that Michael Gallup was going to miss the first week, at least before James Washington got hurt. Um, th- this was a very loose foundation um, that they, that they tried to put together. And, and it wasn't just the trading away of Amari Cooper. It was, it was that compounded with losing Cedric Wilson in free agency. He was such a luxury uh, for them to have, you know, last year, they, they hardly got any games where, where all Amari, C.D., and Michael Gallup played together. You'll, you'll recall Gallup had the calf strain at the beginning of the season, and then when he came back was when C.D. and Amari kind of had to flip-flop their own issues, different injuries, concussions. Obviously, Amari fell on the COVID list. 
Um, and you would think that that would have reinforced, you know, the notion that you have to, you have to be deep. Um, but, but they, they went at this thinking, Hey, you know, if, if everybody stays healthy for 17 games, we're going to be totally great. We're going to be totally fine. Uh, and that would have been true, but it, it's the NFL and it's a battle of attrition. And so uh, that's starting to rear its ugly head. Um, I, I'm, you know, I can support the idea of wanting to see what young players offer. I understand that there are seemingly options available. So you don't feel hard pressed to go get a certain one. Um, but you know, in about whatever it is, 40 days, 30, whatever days, you're going to be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who, who didn't rest on their laurels, who still went out and signed Julio Jones, despite the fact that they have some depth. And so um, it feels like a different philosophy and a different approach. What does Anthony Barr bring to the table? Cowboys signing him to a one-year deal. Is, is that just for depth at the linebacker position more than anything else? I think so. You know, you're obviously not getting the Anthony Barr of old, you know, and, and that's okay. I, I think that, you know, he provides depth at linebacker and depth at pass rusher. We still don't totally know how they're going to answer uh, or mitigate the loss of Randy Gregory. We, we haven't really seen Dante Fowler pop so far, uh, so far throughout camp. Um, Sam Williams has had some nice moments, but, but you need an extra body. It, it certainly can never hurt you uh, to have more depth in that department. I don't think, you know, it would be responsible to rely on Andy Barr as, as any sort of coverage linebacker at this point in his career. That's what you have Jabril Cox for. Um, but, but he's, you know, he's depth. He's another body. He's somebody who's been there and done that. He has experience. He's a four-time pro bowler. Um, he's another, you know, tool, another weapon for, uh, for Dan Quinn to use, you know, he's already got, you know, the, you know, I, I picture Dan Quinn, like the Ninja Turtles, like he has all the, the main primary weapons, like the sword and the nunchucks and stuff like that. And this is one of those, like, the, you know, those little stars that you throw, like it's not, not something you use a lot, but when you need that one little weapon, you're grateful that you have it. Talking with R.J. Ochoa from Blog of the Boys and ESPN San Antonio. R.J., we've talked and discussed uh, Pollard's uh, role on this football team. With the injury, does that really elevate Pollard into the receiving core a little bit more? You would think so. I mean, the, the math certainly lends to that being the case. Um, and, and, you know, uh, you're, you're never grateful, obviously, for an injury. Uh, but, you know, perhaps this is, you know, some people have referred to it as a blessing in disguise. Perhaps this forces the issue, forces Tony Pollard uh, into a higher level of utilization. But, you know, it's been three years with Tony Pollard, and, and it's been three years of opportunities and, and different circumstances that would, would lend to him having a bigger role and, and more opportunities. And, and it hasn't happened. It hasn't taken. And so um, I, I recognize that, you know, the, the Cowboys need a dancing partner, and the only person who – who has dancing shoes, who's dressed for the ball is, is Tony Pollard right now. Um, but you know, they're saying, Hey, well, you know, Dennis Houston's on the way. He's got some shoes in the trunk. Like we'll figure it out, whatever. Um, I, I want to believe that so much, but, but I, you know, we've all just been burned thinking that that's going to be the case. So it's really hard to trust that this time around. Does Zeke need to touch the ball in preseason for the Cowboys offense to be successful? You know, I know that, the, you know, the Zeke thing turns into like a, he's amazing or he's, he's washed argument. I want to minimize Zeke's touches into the regular season. So you don't, you don't want to touch give him the ball in the preseason. I'm cool with that, but let's, let's give him the ball a little bit less in the regular season as well. And, and does that mean you, you, you anticipate more touches for Pollard in the running game? I, again, I would love to, the, the logical part of me says that, right? Like the part of me that says, okay, you know, the water has to escape, you know, where's, where's the crack, right? Like what's, what's the solution here? How do you improve? How do you get better? 
how do you put the ball in dynamic playmakers' hands? Okay, yeah, Tony Pollard should touch the ball more in the running game, but I mean, he, he was very clearly um, the, the better back last year. Um, and, and that's not to say Zeke, again, is trash or anything like that. Uh, he was very clearly the healthier back in, in the most important game of the season against the 49ers. He touched the ball four times. Um, so, again, it's just hard to believe that, you know, they're going to be different. They've changed. You know, I, again, I want to believe it, you know, deep in my soul, but I just don't trust that. Um, I, I would love for it to be the case, but it, it really does feel like, you know, and, and Jerry's Jerry, but, but hearing what he said and, and sort of the, the Oxnard opening address, they just want to be the team that feeds Zeke and, and has that kind of be their overwhelming identity. What kind of year do you think that this Dan Quinn defense can have with with the difference in the defensive line? You still have Pollard to move around and, and kind of shake and move in different spots. Can this defense take another step forward in your mind? You know, I certainly think that there, there can be growth and development um, but, but I also, you know, I believe in, in math and data. And so there will very likely be regression of the mean in a lot of ways. And, and, you know, that, that's the subject that people have brought up and, and that, you know, sounds like, like you're hating on the defense. Um, it's not, but I mean, historically speaking, I mean, there, there's, there are mountains of data, you know, teams that have all sorts of turnovers the way the Cowboys did last year regress to the mean. There's generally a massive regression in that department. And so, they can totally be better and, and, and be more sound and be more fundamental in those ways, but, but, you know, um, but falter in that way. And, and I think that that's the case. I think they will be a better defense. I think, you know, they will be a more reliable defense and more experienced defense. I think that, you know, they'll still be, you know, effective at, at, you know, forcing, you know, the ball out of the other offense's hands, whether that's by way of punt or turnover, things like that. Uh, but I do think that they will have much or, or fewer turnovers this season than they did last season, just because, you know that's that's the way it's been for a hundred years, and even in the with putting the turnovers to the side, just the productivity of the secondary. Obviously, when you're good on the back end, you're typically good on the front end, and and there is no Randy Gregory up front. There isn't, but you know the secondary is is arguably the the deepest portion of the roster, um, and I know that's a weird thing to say, and and it, it kind of happened out of nowhere, maybe happened by accident, even. Um, but you know, at corner, you've, you've got a superstar. I mean, I know that there's a, you know, there's an all in proposition in terms of believing in Trayvon Diggs, but, but there's, I, I can't think of the last time I had this much level or this high of a level of, of a belief in one Dallas Cowboys cornerback, uh, the way I do Trayvon. Diggs. So you've got that. I think Anthony Brown is continually slept on, um, and underrated and that, you know, you have him as kind of his running mate. The, the worst thing that's happening to this secondary right now is that Kelvin Joseph isn't taking that leap as a football player. And it's still very early. That could still happen, but it, it's, you know, so you've got Jordan Lewis in the slot who's playing really well. Nation Wright is starting to pop a little bit himself. So you have a lot of bodies and then it's, it's tasty. J Ron curse is back and he's taking care of things. You've also got Malik hooker who you brought back. You got Donovan Wilson. I mean, you know, it's, the floor is really high in the secondary, and you're right. If you're not rushing the pass effectively, that is kind of a moot point. Um, but, you know, if you've got DeMarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, and now Anthony Barr, that makes all of that just a little bit less difficult. What does John Fossil's special teams look like for the Cowboys in this training camp? Is their kicker starting to to emerge, or is that still a, a murky situation? And, and, and will the special teams be any better this year? I certainly believe that they'll be – better um, in, in the hidden parts of special teams, you know, coverage and, and you know, getting down and, and, you know, 
fielding punts that, that they make and things like that. Um, I don't, I don't have any trust in the kicking department. You know, what does it look like? It looks like chaos and anxiety uh, as far as I'm concerned. You know, it, it's, it's worth mentioning. I mean, I know that we all know this, but it's worth mentioning. The Cowboys had literally the worst extra point kicker in the NFL last year. That's not like me being dramatic or, or hyperbole. From a conversions percentage standpoint, Greg Zerline was literally the worst, not field goal kicker, extra point kicker in the entire NFL last year. And the big, grand, you know, super awesome solution to that was to cut him. And then they toy with bringing him back. Um, and so after, you know, after they missed out, uh, they didn't sign anybody else in free agency. They didn't draft anybody. They put all their eggs in the basket of this undrafted free agent. And then, like, you know, five minutes before camp, they signed Lareem Hirulahu back. Um, so kind of like wide receiver, this was predictable. You know, it, it, you know, it was like, man, I, you know, if we didn't strike gold here, you know, we're a little bit up a, up a creek. And that's kind of where they're at. And so, the, the, you know, the Anthony Barr thing, and, and I know that's not the question, what I love about that is that addresses – what is not a current problem. Anthony Barr is a solution to a future problem. It is insurance. And that's how you should approach roster building in the NFL. And that same disposition was not applied to kicker, to receiver, to swing tackle. So when you face those injuries or those difficulties or those positions, the way they are now, you're, you're kind of feeling like, well, what do we do? We have no plan. Yeah. You should have bought the insurance when you bought that new phone. It was like seven bucks, but you were too lazy to spend it in that moment. <laughs> hey, are you excited about tonight's exhibition game between Jacksonville and the Raiders? Guys, I I love sports, right? Like I'm a big Astros fan. So obviously, enjoying the season. I'm a big golf fan. Uh, that's been a, a dramatic few months, obviously. Um, big soccer fan. The Premier League returns this weekend, but football is king. And I know it's not a real game. I know it's on you know the field and pin where they have all the hash marks for all the different games, and it looks weird. It is a an NFL game. It's a football game happening with NFL uniforms on. Um, and that is really exciting. I will soak up every second, um, and I will start complaining about the quality of it like five minutes into it because that's just the tradition of it. We just do that. Um, and so I'm, I'm really, really pumped. I'm really excited. I love this weekend. I love all the speeches um, on Saturday in the Hall of Fame. Um, it, it really is. You know, there, there are several times that you could say football is back. This is definitely one of them, and I'm excited about that. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I think he's on both sides because I, you know, no, I, no, he's not. I, he's I said, excited. I said the quality of football is yuck. No, it's not. <laughs> he just agreed with it's it. NFL players fighting for a roster position, and that's greatness. How many? How many? How many rookies? Doesn't matter. They're uh, NFL players right now. RJ, it, it, we were talking about this earlier. Typically, on on a typical roster, how many? Uh, rookies make a squad every year and we all know that those first rounders are automatics but how many rookies you know make a roster every year on average i i can't tell you that like from a you know a factual standpoint but like off of my experience you know average i would say it's around seven to nine um you know you you have an occasional time where like an entire draft class makes it that's pretty rare um honestly where, where an entire draft class makes a roster um, and, and so, you know, the, then you, you know, there's usually an undrafted phrase and sometimes it's a kicker. That's kind of the most common path or a wide receiver. Uh, but, but I would say about seven or nine, but even, you know, and I, I do hate to speak out of both sides of my mouth, even of those, like, let's call it eight. Um, I would say of those like average eight, maybe two are playing in tonight's game. Like even, even the high profile rookies are, are on ice for, for this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that, that's still, you know, 
it's an, it's, it's, it's not some, you know, you know, duct tape sort of, 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 you know, production. This, this is the new Sunday night football crew tonight. I don't know if y'all realize that this is Mike Tirico, Chris yeah. Collinsworth and Melissa Stark. So they're bringing the big guns out for this. It won't feel like an NFL game. And that's really all I care about. Just entertain me for a few hours. There you go. Hey, RJ, what do you got to, on blogging the boys for us this morning? You know, we're just um, we're just grinding. Or we're you know, every day we have a live show in the afternoon to recap the day's events uh, on our YouTube channel. Obviously, we've got articles all over the place. Uh, we're assessing how Anthony Barr fits into this defense now, and, and just kind of you know now um, being as loud as we can, as annoying as we can, to get the Cowboys to do the same thing with receiver and tackle and kicker. Uh, and if that happens, we'll uh, we'll shut up for a little while until the new problem comes up, and then we'll act like we were right about that. All <laughs> Archie Ochoa, as always, it is a pleasure. We appreciate your time today. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Have a good day. That is R.J. Ochoa, blogging the boys. Uh, good stuff there. All right. Uh, it is a 748. Let's take a second here and let's talk about our good friends over at Morrison's Gifts. You know, it is back to school time and Morrison's Gifts has the perfect solution for those students on your list. You can choose a personalized John Hart backpack or a lunchbox now 20% off. How about a luggage piece or a Consuela or Lola brand bag or purse? Need a clear clear bag for those football games? They've got them uh, right there at Morrison's Gifts. Morrison's has the style and size to fit your needs. Uh, great dorm room gifts. You got a kid going back to college, they got great dorm room gifts as well. And remember, they can ship to your student anywhere that student may live, uh, and they'll, they'll get it taken care of that uh, taken care of for you. Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive, and it's right next to Jason's Deli. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Here's the play, fourth down and goal from the one. Hand up, run and left, trying to get to the corner. He didn't get there. He did not get there. He stopped short. He is stopped short of the goal line. Bears hold the Cowboys out of the end zone. That was Desmond Jackson. With the dive for the pylon, Jaron McVay kept him out. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Deucin Forklifts because they get the job done too. Deucin builds cushion electric and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at asco equipment and they service and support it quality forklifts that get the job done asco equipment they're on it whatever it is have you been to sam's bar in union hall in downtown waco yet serving regionally inspired texas style craft drinks offering wine beer vodka and fruit juice drinks be sure to try one of sam's signature cocktails like the hatchback a dallas daisy and even some summer loving happy hours every monday through friday from three to six with two dollars off draft beer and cocktails plus free chips and hot sauce sam's bar waco in union hall at 720 franklin avenue and check them out online at samsbarwaco.com they buy gold and silver jewelry at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Bring in your broken or scrapped jewelry or perhaps an item you want to say goodbye to. And the professionals at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond will make you a cash offer on the spot. These jewelry appraisals are free. And you can also trade in your unwanted gold or silver jewelry for an existing item in the store. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robertson Drive in Waco. 
Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsborough and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Rangers bullpen surrendered five runs over the last three innings in a 6-3 loss to Baltimore. Texas lost all six games with the Orioles this season and began a four-game home series with the White Sox tonight. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Ten strikeouts by Jose Urquidy helped the Astros beat Boston 6-1. Houston is in Cleveland tonight to start a four-game weekend series. The District 9 All-Stars remain unbeaten at the Little League Senior Softball World Series. They beat the Philippines 10-1 and complete pool play this afternoon against the East Region champion. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service and Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. Seven fifty-two or eight away from eight o'clock. If you're out and about, drive safely. We, I, we just talked about Morrison's gifts and back to school. What you know? Do you realize that we're about twelve or thirteen days away from school starting? Unless, I think it starts on the 15th for some. So, it's back to school is just around the corner. Yeah, it's here. That's amazing to me. Especially when it used to be, once upon a time, the day after Labor Day. I mean, that's when you started school. The, you, you had Labor Day and then you started school the next the next day. And that was the first day of school. You had one scrimmage already in the books before you before you went back to school or maybe even two scrimmages in the books and, well, and, and if, that, if you're that, the lower classification yeah. too you yeah. didn't start school to the week of the first game yeah that's exactly right so anyway not no more and then they moved to week zero in football yeah which was which was insane drove me crazy well I'm they, glad they got rid they, of that they created that if you'll remember they created that because all of those once upon a time, there was one kickoff classic, and it was the Dave Campbell kickoff classic. It was in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. And to make that happen, they had to create that zero week. And then they started allowing teams to play zero week. And so you had a zero week and then an open week. I mean, but I'm like you. Just start at one and go up to 11. <laughs> yeah, <I made laughs> Keep no it in sense. numerical order. Zero. Made, zero means stupid. none, doesn't it? Yeah, so it that stupid. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so anyway. Uh, all right, seven fifty. Well, we we were we've talked a lot this summer. We've talked a lot this summer about NIL and the transfer portal. Remember, we talked a few days ago that it was a lock that the transfer portal was going to change, and that the uh, uh, Division One Board of Directors was just going to go ahead and and rubber stamp it through to where you can you could transfer as many times as you wanted or whatever. They were going to take the uh, they were going to take the little piece out where you only you only got the one free transfer well now th- they put that back on hold 
Of well, course it, they did. It looks like right now, at least through the end of August, it looks like the the way the transfer portal rules have been written is exactly how it's going to continue. Are you surprised? No, they don't want to mess with it right now. But, but at the when, end of the month, they may again. When, when the season's over, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, They're talking about the end of August. They may have more conversations about it. But anyway, but it, yeah, it was, we were going to have a playoff too. Yeah, and it was rubber stamped that this thing was going to happen. I mean, that's what they said. August third, boom, hit the stamp, and it was going to be free reign for players to go uh, to, to to transfer uh, without without having to sit out or, or anything. I like hope that. that doesn't happen. Me too. I thought it was. I, I I didn't like the idea in the beginning. Don't like the idea today. But you know, who who am I? All right, just wanted to toss that in just to, because it, what's a show, what's a game time show without some NIL and, and transfer portal conversation? That's We've done it for three months. Uh, 7.56, let's uh, bring John in. And by the way, coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to talk some high school football. Waco High's Linden Helt is going to join us. And uh, they, they begin practice next week. They begin practice on Monday. 1A through 4A started this week. Five A's and six A's that did not go through spring also started this week, and that includes Shane Anderson's Midway Panthers. Uh, but uh, for for uh, Coach Lassiter and, and, and Coach Helt over at Waco and University, they begin on Monday. We'll talk to uh, Lyndon Hilt about that. But right now, let's get a uh, Big 12 preview, and let's bring in the voice of the Bears, John Morse. It's time for today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the Kansas Jayhawks. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. Continuing our series of Big 12 football previews. Today, a second look at the Kansas Jayhawks. Rushed into last season, the first under head coach Lance Leipold, things are more settled and established going into year two. We'll hear from him straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. When it comes to choosing a mortgage lender, exactly who you work with has never mattered more than it does in today's economic climate. The Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage has been and continues to be Waco's most trusted mortgage lender. Ask any expert and they'll tell you now is the best time to purchase a new home. Inventory's up, competition is down, and rates are still historically low. I'm Chris Allman with the Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage. Call or text today at 254-717-6111. And let's talk financing and how we can help you afford the home you've always wanted. NMLS license number 1808404. Hi, Kyle Soprano here with George's Restaurant, Bar, and Catering to tell you about what's new this season. Come enjoy one of our brand new Big O cocktails and try some of our new items like avocado toast, Italian nachos, and shrimp and grits. You can watch the game on our 200-inch Big O screens at either location. Check out our new menus and party package options online at georgeswaco.com or come see for yourself. Serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner Monday through Saturday at both of our locations. George's number one at 1925 Spate Avenue and George's number two at 1201 Hewitt Drive. Sick and Bears. Get ready for the new season with the latest in Baylor Nike gear from the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at baylorshop.com. Every team knows that the two-point play can be a winning move. That's why State Farm agent Bob Anderson and his team are here to help you go for two by combining your home and auto insurance. It's a great call that saves you time and money. So go for the win and score savings by combining your home and auto. It's just another way we're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Bob Anderson at 666-7557 today. 
Now, here's J-Mo with today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. And welcome back. Remember a year ago, Lance Leipold was named the Jayhawks' new head football coach late in the game. April 30th, his hiring was announced. So things were obviously rushed, no spring practice, and then a rush to the start of the season. This year, much more settled and plenty of time to install more of what he'd like to see on the field for 2022. Here's Kansas head football coach Lance Leipold. I think so. You know, again, especially on the defensive side, you know, we were asking guys that were outside linebackers to become defensive ends. I think part of the things we've done in recruiting is try to recruit a little bit more to that and what we're going to be. What are we going to be? Where do we hang our hat? What are we going to try to be good at offensively? I think uh, we've been able to, uh, you know, to answer some of those questions and find ways to be more multiple on each side. But uh, with that, it's still going to come down to fundamental execution. Some things I think kind of get lost in the shuffle. We're one of the, we went from one of the most penalized teams in the Big 12 to being one of the least penalized teams in the country. And that says a lot about the job our assistants and our players did. And I, I think also the, the job we did in ball security and some of those things. Now, the next thing you do is, is to continue to develop your playmakers, find ways to be more diverse on both sides of the ball. And I, I look forward to that in year two. That's Lance Leipold moving into his second season as head coach of the Kansas Jayhawks. Their season opener is Friday night, September 2nd in Lawrence, hosting Tennessee Tech. They'll play West Virginia in Morgantown in week two. And that's today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, just after 8 o'clock, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us just after 8 o'clock. And let's talk some high school football. We welcome in second-year head coach of the Waco Lions, Lyndon Helt. Lyndon, good morning. And, and let's begin with uh, just the comfort level for the staff and for the players entering year two as as opposed to year one, where it was a lot of moving parts last year. Yeah, I think uh, obviously it's just a matter of getting settled in and knowing your kids and knowing your school and knowing the environment that you're working in. Uh you can come in with a plan, but a plan always has to be uh, molded and fit to where you're at and, and uh, uh, you know, some of the trials you're facing and things you're trying to work through. So uh, I think in year two, everybody feels a whole lot more comfortable. Your staff gets settled. Uh, you're just in a better spot. There's no doubt about that. Coach, what is the difference in this year and being able to – have that culture in place and what you're doing and and everything kind of going in the right direction as opposed to last year just kind of getting it started does it make it a little bit more routine more easily and and where you can just snap into into what you're supposed to get done period by period in practice yeah there's no doubt i mean just 
the, you know, routines build comfort in your kids in a, in some respect because they know what to expect, uh, reduce anxiety, uh, you know, in whether it's, uh, you know, moving through off season or moving through a football practice, those routines reduce that. And so uh, obviously the kids kind of know our routine and then knowing our standards, you know, when, when you're dealing with kids that you don't have a, a heavy relationship with, or you have a relationship of, you know, four months, five months before you have to go into, uh, into a football season, that can be a little difficult in regards to uh, trying to build trust and things of that nature. Uh, everybody wants that to happen now. It never does. It always takes time. Relationships take time. Uh, program building takes time. And so uh, with all that being said, you know, we're just in a lot better spot with, with our kids. I mean, they put in a lot better, we've got better buy-in, better, uh, you know, work ethic out of our older kids. And we're starting to see some, some of that trickle down into our, our middle schools and things of that nature. So uh, yeah, there's no doubt that year two just really, really takes, uh, you know, allows you to breathe a little bit easier. There's no doubt. As you get ready to go into uh, fall camp on Monday, where, where is your program right now? Where, where do you feel like the program just as in, in a, in its in 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 its entirety, where you know from seventh grade through through your varsity club, where is your program right now? Yeah, so I mean, I think that's a that's a great question. I think we're at a at a spot where we're trying to universalize and standardize literally everything we do. Girls athletics, and I'm not just talking football now. I'm talking about girls athletics, uh, boys athletics. Uh, you know, obviously our football programs all the way down through. Uh, we have two main feeders uh, now that Carver and Indian Springs are combined here. Uh, and so we're trying to standardize everything and really where we see deficits in our kids make a concerted effort to really push into those places. So uh, we, we've grown a ton on that level uh, in, in, in knowing kind of what that looks like uh, across Waco High Athletics. Believe it or not, we have a an all coaches feeder pattern all the way down through at nine 30 today meeting. And that's what we're going over. You know, how we're going to move, how we're going to act, how we're going to plan, how we're going to respond, how, what, what we deal with. If a kid quits, what happens here? You know, all those things need to be standardized. So we create a culture uh, uh, that is highly demanding, but highly relational at the same time. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's just, it's just an whole lot better spot to be completely honest. Coach, speaking of that culture, how much have you seen the leadership of this team grow over the past 48 months that you or 24 months that you've been working with these kids? Are the leadership starting to take over this program like you need it to? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and so, I mean, we have core values uh, like most, most programs do, and, and we talk a lot about those core values. I think in, I think in a uh, 2022 setting, it's real hard for young kids to be leaders. Uh, they're critiqued and criticized at every turn. Uh, I mean, you go on social media and you, you guys all get a piece of that. And, and so do we, I mean, it's, it's a pretty, it can be a pretty uh, tough place to walk through. And so trying to be okay with standing up and leading while still taking criticism and being all right with that, because you're doing the right thing is something we talk about all the time and then supporting those leaders uh, as they stand up. Because we, we, if you ask, especially our upperclassmen, 
we talk about leadership, uh, you know, we say you're going to be a leader, you're automatically going to make yourself a target. I mean, that's just kind of the nature of the beast. When you step out there, people are going to take aim at you. And so we're trying to develop that culture of leadership where, yeah, there's some guys that have to take that forefront role and step out and really demand. But those guys that are know, know the right thing need to back them up uh, so we don't have guys hiding in the corners and, and, and doing things that are going to be detrimental to our team. So that is a massive push, a huge deal for us in regards to uh, what we're trying to get done. We have seen growth. There's no doubt. We have seen growth. Uh, we're still climbing the mountain, but we're, we're a lot closer to the top. You mentioned climbing the mountain, and so obviously in year two, your your goals and expectations are going to be a little bit different. Uh, first of all, are you do you have a a, a win loss goal, and uh, what are some of the other goals that you may have as you build the program? Because obviously, uh, when, when building a program, it, it it does take some time, and and wins and losses aren't always the uh you know the, the barometer that you judge by but when, when you when you look at your program what are some of the some of the the goals for year two yeah i mean obviously win loss there's no doubt i mean that's where what starts and that's where it goes in the paper uh we know all those other things that we just got done talking about are what mm-hmm. lead to that right uh but win loss is what we have to do and it's ultimately uh, one of the main things that I'm, I'm, I'm in this job to do. And so uh, we believe that we will have a lot more uh, wins this year. Uh, and, and we believe in that because of our buy-in and uh, understanding. And, and, and so uh, we believe we can, we're, our, our goal is not necessarily, we don't count numbers, no, no necessarily a number of wins, but we, our goal is to make the playoffs. And so uh, I think that's a reasonable expectation uh, you know, with the new classification, uh, there's a lot of excitement in our kids. Uh, and so now that they know our standards, they know what we want them from a leadership standpoint. Uh, they know the expectations. They've got some excitement about the potential uh, the upcoming year. You put all that together, we feel like we've got good momentum. I mean, the facility upgrades at the campus, kids are feeling valued. So, yeah, I mean, we want to win and we want to make the playoffs um, we don't think that's an outlandish uh, goal by any stretch, uh, that that's got to be the next step for us to move this program back to where it should be. Coach, how exciting is it to have that new district and have some teams more localized for you and, and be able to you know learn about those teams and, and get the film on them and, and know that you know when you step on the field, there's going to be relatively a little more evenness in, in the numbers that you're facing? Yeah, I mean, the, the equity will be there a little bit more uh, in regards to just, you know, sheer number of kids and sheer number of enrolled students at other campuses and things of that nature. Uh, that, that definitely will, will play a role. Uh, I always say we don't really focus on that. We focus on what we can do here and what we can control. Uh, but that, that's, that's, that's uh, if, we, if we look past that, then we're not – we're not being transparent, that's for sure. So, yeah, that's definitely going to play a role. But it's nice to know. I mean, I, I knew – I know a lot of the guys just from interactions. You know, we played clean last year, so a lot of those clean schools are going through uh, some transitions. I know some guys at Lake Belton. I know some guys uh, 
at some of the other schools that we're playing. Uh, but yeah, it's nice to be settled in, not have to travel far. You know, football we have to travel a little bit, but in all our other sports, I mean, it's really, really close. We don't really have to come out of Central Texas at all uh, when we get into district district play. So that's important for our kids. Academic sleep. I mean, all that stuff. Those two and a half hour bus rides each way uh, can put a hurting on you, uh, especially if it's in the middle of the week. Are, are you at a point in, in – boy, I'm going to ask you toughy here. Are you at a point to where you can uh, one platoon or you, or you are still in a position where you may have to play guys both ways? No, we don't have to – as of right now, I mean, we may have some guys just based on talent that can do that, right? But uh, we'll, we'll two platoon and we'll have, we'll have three full teams uh, now, you know, all the way down. So we'll – of a varsity and a JV, you know, that's, that's just the difference. If we had, let's say a year ago, if we had, you know, 75 kids or a hundred kids, or it didn't really matter the number that came out for JV varsity football, upperclassmen football, you know, we didn't have the committed kids necessarily across the board because we didn't have the relationships uh, built at that time. And so uh, there was, not necessarily a loyalty to what we were trying to do and how we're trying to get it. And I understand that. I understand that's part of the, the process. I'm not, uh, I don't say that in a negative light. I just say that as a matter of fact. And so, uh, you know, now the kids that are here, they've gone through things and they've invested because we're not going to allow those kids that are kind of, you know, flaking in and out to, to withstand the rigors of off season and withstand the rigors of what we're trying to do. So when we say, Hey, there's, you know, 80, uh, 85 sub you know, or varsity sub varsity JV players, uh, we know that those guys are there. Uh, and that was the hardest thing. And year one is just trying to figure out the consistency of what you are getting day to day. We don't really have to worry about that. Uh, now and so that is the biggest change is knowing that we've got kids that are committed to what we're doing they're going to show up they bought in they're going to come and do extra because that's what's being demanded of them and they've seen payoff from it Lyndon you mentioned facilities final thought for you here you mentioned facilities talk about the the addition of the new Paul Tyson there uh, as 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 a sub varsity playing stadium and a varsity practice facility. Yeah, I mean it's unbelievable. Our freshmen uh, obviously started this week, so they're practicing on it. Uh, you know, we have the ability uh, to to have Thursday night uh, meals as a varsity program and coaching staff as as much as we can, and and then literally walk out the back door and go watch their their classmates and and teammates play uh, in a sub varsity game, whether it be the freshman or JV versus traveling, you know, to Waco ISD or moving somewhere else. I mean, we, we've got it all right here. Uh, there's something special about having a stadium that's in your backyard, right? Where your kids go to school, where they're used to coming every single day, uh, there's something special about that. And there's an ownership that comes with that, that I think is unique, uh, because you're not sharing this facility. And so, you know, not only will we be able to play sub varsity games, we'll be able to play varsity soccer games, have, have our track meets here. I mean, it's a great facility, uh, for all that stuff, 
but it, it, it brings some ownership with it because it's yours. And so that's the exciting part about it. Uh, with that, you know, your kids feel value. And ultimately, we're in a kid business. Uh, and so we want our kids to, to, to understand that, you know, monetary things and, uh, are, are there because we value what you do for our community and, and our school and things of that nature. So you put all that together, I think it's multifaceted. But you put all that together, I think it's a pretty cool deal to have this thing sitting right here. It's a great gift from from our administrator, our superintendent, our athletic director. I mean, it's a great gift for us right here. Lyndon, thanks. We appreciate your time. We know uh, it is crazy busy right now as you get ready for Monday and, and your varsity uh, workouts. And we wish you the very best this season. Look forward to uh, to covering the Lions this year. Yes, sir. Thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for reaching out. We'll talk to you soon. That is uh, Lyndon Health, the uh, head coach of the Waco Lions. What I, 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 I believe him. Uh, I, I think this is a program that has a chance to be much, much better for a number of reasons. And, you know, obviously the move from 6A to 5A is going to be beneficial. Although I will tell you this, I just looked uh, over half the – not, not over, but right, right at half the teams in, in this 5A district are still larger than Waco High. That will tell you how difficult it was a year ago in 6A playing in that, you know, the, the district of doom and being the smallest school in the state of Texas in 6A. Well, it wouldn't matter if you were the smallest or not. That's just a that's a gauntlet. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be involved in that if you don't have to uh, for any of those schools. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, this, this levels it out a little bit and gives them an opportunity not to have to get on that bus and mm-hmm. ride that yellow dog for two hours up and two hours back. And he makes a great point, you know, the the Thursday night games, the the volleyball games, the mm-hmm. basketball games on Tuesday nights, that's a huge difference in them having to travel in midweek and try to keep their studies up. So overall it's an outstanding move to get them to a more localized district. Dropping down to five A is also a, a huge benefit for them. Amen. I, I think the the playing field's gonna be a little more level for them and give them an opportunity. And, and when you can at least close the gap and compete, uh, that's the most important thing for the Waco Lions going into this year. Close that gap a little bit. Uh, and, and look, you, you start getting closer and closer and, and have an opportunity to, you know, be in a game in the fourth quarter. That makes a world of difference. And you start believing in yourself. And anything can happen from that point. Yeah, and, you know, and, and he brought up a, a, another great point. In, in The kids, their buy-in – it, oh, it changes immensely because they understand that this coach and They're, this coaching staff care about them other than you're a football player. I mean, they care about them as people. I mean, the relationship aspect of it is well over a year into it now. And, and so that's, that's part of the, those, those things that you don't, you can't physically touch and smell and see, but you know, it's there is that relationship aspect. Well, and, and, you know, to see what they went through last year as a coaching staff and a team, to know uh, those kids aren't stupid. They they know they're fixing to go out on a Friday night and get their teeth kicked in. Mm-hmm. But the coaches still believed in them and still worked with them each and every week, didn't give up on them. That makes it even more of a bond going into this year when you have an opportunity to win some football games. And look, don't blink and don't be surprised. Waco Lions are going to win some football games this year. Mark it down. They will win some football games this year. Well, I think – I just think getting off to a good start in your, you know, in your two non-district games is just crucial. If you can get a little momentum going early, uh, who knows? 
you know, who knows what happens. You open your district at home, so that's that's beneficial. So, I mean, if you could get off to a good start, you never know. I mean, it, it, as you mentioned, I think, yesterday, if you get some confidence, it, it, confidence can, t- can be such a key cog in what you're trying to get done. Who knows what will happen? So I, I, I think – I think it's a much, much better year for both University well, and Waco he, High. He just said their goal is to be a playoff team. Yeah, and he I, said and it's a realistic it. goal. I believe it. Yeah, and, and he's the dude that's out there every day with them. You know, and if he says it's a realistic goal and, you know, it's not pie in the sky, then, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna believe him too. Good stuff. All right, uh, 819. We're 19 minutes after 8 o'clock. I, I know that you walked in this morning with your mouth dropped open when you looked and saw that – the NFL is appealing the Deshaun Watson decision. We'll talk about that next here on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The other night, Aaron, I think I'd eaten too much pizza and pasta, was having some heartburn and could not find anything to alleviate it. And I went into some store and asked for where they keep their milk. That will calm things down. I don't know if you've ever known that, Aaron, but the milk will calm that down. I think this is a a perfect start to the show today. (laughs) This is sports at its best. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Central Texas College offers day, night, weekend, online, and lunchtime classes on multiple campuses. So when people ask, what are you up to this weekend? You can be like, "Ah, not much, just earning my college degree. Got any lunch plans? You're like, oh yeah, I got big plans. Find time for those big plans at ctcd.edu. Central Texas College for students of the real world. CTC classes in Colleen, Fort Hood, and online start August 22nd. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency. With the Nietzsche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers. And you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nietzsche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nietzsche Group at 1-800-258-8302. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Hey, Baylor fans, looking for a place to stay for the next home game? Camp Fempo Waco is a brand-new camping resort located just five miles from McLean Stadium. Bring your RV or book a cabin at Camp Fempo and enjoy on-site amenities like their pool, swim-up bar, water playground, mini golf, and more. To learn more and book your stay, visit CampFempo.com. That's CampFempo.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Eight twenty-three. This is game time Thursday morning. Why does it feel like Friday? I don't know. It does. To I was me thinking too. the exact same thing. Maybe because it's game day. It could yep. be. Yeah, Rangers play tonight against Chicago. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Stop it, it right it, now, boy. Do, but doesn't it to you guys feel like Friday? Yes, yes. I wish it was. Oh, boy, that so would mean we're one day closer. That's exactly right. Exactly. One day closer to Friday nights. Good stuff. Uh, all right, eight twenty-four. And again, we had the conversation this morning. You're you're a little surprised, maybe even a little perplexed, that the NFL made the decision to to challenge the ruling of Judge Sue Robinson on the Deshaun Watson situation. I am. I mean, I don't know how surprised I am. Maybe I'm just tired head over this whole thing more than anything else. Um, but yeah, I I figured the NFL because I, I guess it was a misnomer on mine. They agreed on this arbitrator for a reason. And they would, you know, whatever she decided, okay, it, we're going to, we're going to put this in your hands. So none of us look bad and, and we'll go from it down there. But maybe she came back with such a light decision. The NFL said, yeah, wait a minute. We, we just, we've got to do something here because, you know, we're, we're suspending guys more games for far less yeah. of, of an, of an incident than what, what the image if nothing else, of this brings to the NFL? From a decision process, absolutely. And I agree with you. I think the NFL's frustration is simple. She said that they proved their point, and by proving their point, the suspension was only six games. So Adam Schefter from ESPN is reporting that the the league is seeking an indefinite suspension. Now, here's the question. Uh, who hears who hears this appeal? Is it Roger Goodell is it, or, or somebody he appoints? Uh, man, I don't I, know. I, I think it almost has to be somebody he appoints. I, I don't think. And, and here's what you you, you also got to think. I don't think Roger Goodell wants to be the bad guy in this. Well, that and you know what? I don't think it really matters because whatever happens, I think the NFLPA is going to throw is going to throw a, a wrench into this thing. And, and I think there will be a lawsuit. This is going to be drug out for a long, long time. The question comes is what happens after the six weeks of regular season games? Are, is is because it's not finalized and both parties signed off? Is he still ineligible to play, or can he play? Well, that's that's a great question because if they're appealing it, then I would assume he's eligible to play right now because yeah. it's not official suspension until and he served it, hurt 
Well, I, yeah. he, he won't even have to serve hers. If, if they're appealing this, that means that it's not in I, – I don't know. I mean, I'm not a legal guy. I'd like to hear from a lawyer if there's one out there that I, I would assume if they're going to go through this process again, then that six games is off the table. I, I don't know that it's even in effect as of right now because of the fact that they're going through the whole thing again. Now, I may be wrong. Maybe it is he gets the six games and they just go through the process and and, and after the six games, if that process is not done yet, then he plays a couple of games and then all oh, they said come back and go, oh, nope, you're, you're, you're out for the rest of the year. I don't know. That's why I say – if they're going through a process, maybe he's eligible as of right now until this thing is completely done. I don't. I, I have no idea. I'm not. Well, I'm not a legal mind. It says the players' association now has two business days to file its response to the appeal, and it must be in writing. So, I, I, here's Adam Schefter from ESPN. Well, this is a huge and significant step for the National Football League field, and Roger Goodell now will determine whether he or one of his designees will hear this appeal. The NFLPA is likely to take this decision to court and sue the NFL over it. And so what looked like a story that could be coming to a close when Justice Sue L. Robinson issued her six-game suspension and written opinion on Monday now may just be beginning. This could be the start of a very long legal, drawn-out process. But Deshaun Watson is not going to play at the start of the season. His six-game suspension stands. The NFL is looking to add on to it, and add on to it by a lot, I would imagine, because the league wanted an indefinite suspension with Deshaun Watson having to apply for reinstatement. The NFL had until 9 a.m. on Thursday to make a decision about whether or not to appeal the justice's decision, considering that it would undermine her in her very first decision. And that is exactly what the league decided. It decided to take a stand against the judge's decision to stand up for what it believes is right. And the judge wrote that the NFL proved that Deshaun Watson was guilty of sexual assault, that he posed a threat to the woman around him, and that he compromised the integrity of the National Football League in six games is not enough in the NFL eyes. So he so will there you serve go. Six. He will serve six. So what happens if it's not resolved after that six? I don't know. I guess he's back on the field. I mean, I'm, and I've read a couple of different articles this morning, and it didn't address that. So I, I don't, I don't know. But suffice it to say, this thing is not over, and I'm not sure. Who knows how long this goes? I mean, this could this could drag out. For a long, long time. All right, 829 coming up next. We're going to bring in Bryce Cherry. High school football underway. Baylor begins tomorrow. There's a lot of things going on, and we're going to talk to Bryce Cherry from the Waco Trib next. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Matt Meyer will hold the ball, toss it high in the air. Baylor can celebrate a second straight Big 12 Conference Championship. Baylor clenches it with a win over Iowa State tonight here in the Farrell Center. 75-68, drop the confetti in the Farrell Center. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. 
Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Hey, it's me too. Hey, my phone's ringing. It's my mama. Hold on. Mama, you're on the radio. Oh, Lord, help. <laughs> We're making a commercial. Love you, bye. Okay, love you too. All right, well, that was my mama. How is your mama? She had brain surgery, so she got a soft spot. Y'all call my mama and tell her, like, we hope she gets to feeling better. 254-749-2183. But she does need well wishes. And uh, so do we at Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair at 254 4922 Well, we wish you would call. 4922 See, I did that. Or That's me. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done, too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment. They're on it. Whatever it is. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. of people when they come in they'll say i'm usually much more active but since i've been in pain i've had to limit the activities i'm doing you're listening to janelle an arch support specialist at the good feet store the next step is getting them in the right arch supports after walking around with the arch supports they'll feel much freer and lighter our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life try them for yourself with a free fitting at the good feet store good feet waco in central texas marketplace across from lazy boy ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Rangers bullpen surrendered five runs over the last three innings in a 6-3 loss to Baltimore. Texas lost all six games with the Orioles this season and began a four-game home series with the White Sox tonight. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Ten strikeouts by Jose Urquidy helped the Astros beat Boston 6-1. Houston is in Cleveland tonight to start a four-game weekend series. The District 9 All-Stars remain unbeaten at the Little League Senior Softball World Series. They beat the Philippines 10-1 and complete pool play this afternoon against the East Region champion. The Big 12 and the Dallas Cowboys have extended their agreement to hold the conference championship game at AT&T Stadium through the 2025 season. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald on ESPN Central Texas. Bryce Cherry of the Waco Trib joins us here on ESPN Central Texas. Bryce, good morning. How are you? Just fine. How are you guys? Terrific. We appreciate it. Uh, Let's start with baseball. I want to start with some baseball real quick. Astros, Yankees, is, is is it Houston and New York and that's it in the American League right now? I was watching Sports Center last night, and and uh, they said that, so uh, I guess it must be gospel. I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, you get to the playoffs, and obviously anything can happen. But certainly, in terms of who's going to finish with the best record in the American League, it's those. It's one of those two teams. I mean, they're they're too far out in front for really anybody to catch them. Um, I think two games separate. 
the two right now. I think the Yankees have a two-game lead. Obviously, the Astros uh, did well against the Yankees this year. So, you know, that, that could bode well for, for Houston down the stretch. Of course, you know, both teams have uh, revamped their rosters a little bit, uh, you know, this this week with the trade deadline. So, um, you know, be interesting to see just – just you know kind of what those teams look like going forward Houston's moves weren't real big and splashy um you know in terms of you know they didn't go get a a Juan Soto or anything like that but uh but I thought they addressed needs you know without really giving up anything of major consequence uh Odorizzi was was obviously a good pitcher and was having a good year but they go out they get Will Smith, who's, you know, a, a solid bullpen arm. He's not having a great year, but, but man, he was huge in the playoffs last year for the Braves. And then uh, Mancini, uh, he fills a need for you. He can play the outfield. He can play first base. And then um, the catcher, uh, what's his name? Christian Javier, is that his name? Uh, you know, that they got from uh, – the Red Sox and that also fills a need because I think I read where Houston's catchers collectively were among the worst in the league in terms of uh, just their, their collective hitting. I mean, um, Maldonado, you know, not, he's been a little bit better lately, but uh, you know, on the season, not, not really hitting very, very well. So, uh, there, you know, that's an upgrade at catcher there. Dallas Cowboys Ezekiel Elliott said yesterday that he is not going to play in the preseason. Do the Cowboys need him to get touches in the preseason? Or are you fine with with him just sitting on the shelf and and practicing and getting ready for the regular season? Um, you know, I, I mean, they they sort of uh, taken preseason and and really. Um, de-emphasized it a lot I think over the you know in recent years and uh, more and more guys are just sitting out and um, I get it because you know injuries happen and um, you know you don't want you don't want to lose a guy in preseason so um, they just they don't seem to really need as much time to get ready and that kind of thing so um, you know, I, I get that idea of, uh, of resting those guys and, and, you know, just rolling them out once the regular season starts. Let's talk some football. Uh, and we yesterday talked to coach Laster over at university. And today we just got, got through visiting with uh, Lyndon Helt at Waco. Uh, Bryce, the expectation and maybe the anticipation of the season uh, for those two programs, really high because obviously they make the move down a little bit. Uh, Waco from six A to five A, and, and University down to Division two. But they're back in Central Texas. It's year two under both head coaches, so I, I think the excitement level for both of those programs should be at a high. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, they're they're both you know at, at a place where. Um, you know, it's probably going to be incremental um, steps that they make. Um, you know, I don't think anyone ex- expects, you know, Waco Ohio University to compete for a state championship this year, maybe not outside of their locker room, I guess. But, 
but at the same time, um, you know, they they do, like you said, they do uh, get into some new, you know, districts. Uh, probably against some teams that uh, certainly in Waco High's case that they can um, compete against better. Um, you know that that district for both Waco High and Midway was just a brutal, brutal district. I mean, um, you know, they just they weren't at a level where they could compete with the Duncanvilles and DeSotos of the of the world yet, um, and that's you know, really no knock because, you know, a lot of teams in Texas yeah. aren't. <laughs> Not many are. <laughs> right. I mean, Duncanville was, you know, was right up there ranked with the top teams in the country last year. So, um, so certainly getting, getting with some teams that, uh, you know, you can compete with a little bit better, but more than that, um, you know, now those guys have been there a full year they're they're more comfortable uh you know their system is in place you know you've you've been through the weight program um and so you know i think all of that matters basically i mean um you know you, you expect improvement in year two couple of central texas teams representing a state championship china spring and lorena and those two teams happen to meet up in in the uh, non-district schedule, is that one of the most anticipated games of, of Central Texas coming up? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Uh, I I mean, that one's going to be a lot of fun. Um, both teams had great years last year. Obviously, Reno winning a state championship, you can't do any better than that. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's going to be fun. There's some really good non-district matchups on the schedule that um you know i think we'll probably be covering a few of those (laughs) (laughs) baylor begins uh practice i believe tomorrow uh in anticipation of uh their opening game against albany when when you look at this baylor football team obviously they're going to be very talented and very very good up front on both sides of the ball but uh question marks at at wide receiver question marks at running back in your mind is there a question mark also at quarterback with with shape making just a handful of starts uh less so less so than those other positions you mentioned i think we've seen enough of shaping to know that he's gonna be all right you know i mean maybe the depth is a little bit more of a question mark there uh but I mean, the guy went out and was the MVP of the Big 12 championship game. So, I mean, he's done it at a higher level against really good competition. So, I'm I'm less concerned about Blake Shapen, but but certainly those other positions that you mentioned um, are more of a question mark. Uh, that said, do they have guys that I think you know will be able to to get the job done? Yes. Uh, you just don't know if they're going to be like at the level of, of an Abram Smith or, uh, you know, an RJ Sneed or some of those guys. I mean, I, I honestly, I think the receiving core will probably be fine. Um, the running backs are the ones that, you know, uh, I, I'd like to see a little bit more before I, you know, make a verdict on that. You know, I mean, um, they just, you know, they're pretty inexperienced, but 
at the same time, I mean, you got a big guy there in, in McWilliams, who I think they're kind of maybe counting on to be a little more of the Abram Smith type uh, power back. And then, you know, you got Squirrel, who we have seen, just mm-hmm. we've always seen in flashes, and certainly he is flashy. Um, the, the key there with that guy is just, you know, can he stay healthy? Are bigger questions on the defensive side of the ball for this team? Um, I mean, you, you lose some some studs. There's no question about that. Uh, but I just feel like the the system they have in place and the guys that they do have coming back, they're they're gonna be pretty tough on defense. Um, you know, they're comfortable in that system. Um and you know you got you, you do have some guys like Ika and Dylan Doyle and um, you know those those kind of guys who have been leaders on this team in the past who you know you can lean on and 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 still have a pretty pretty sturdy defense. I I think they're going to be just fine on defense. Um, can they know, be as good as they were a year ago? Ah man, that's a great question. Here's the thing. I mean, to me, it 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 goes to the more overall question of Baylor: Can they be better as a team, <laughs> um, and or or in that same, you know, obviously it's hard to be better when you won the Big Twelve championship, but uh, can they be in that same level? I, I think they can. I, I do think. Um, there's going to be some surprise teams in the big 12 that we're just not seeing. I think one thing that sort of has, you know, I don't know, quote unquote benefited Baylor in the, in the preseason in terms of just the expectations around them, you know, getting picked first in the big 12 is the fact that not a lot of teams, uh, at least at the top have, have, you know, just a ton of guys coming back or at least, you know, sort of the big name guys, which I think, uh, affects, you know, the fact that Baylor, ha- you know, ha- does have some a few guys that you know are a little bit bigger names, and so that that helps Baylor in terms of you know everybody kind of looks around and says, well, they don't have that much, they don't have that much. Yeah, I guess I guess I'll pick Baylor. Um, but here's the thing, I mean, Baylor's schedule is definitely going to be a little bit tougher this year. Um, you know, you go to BYU, you go to uh, Oklahoma, you go to Texas and, uh, you know, that, that, you know, that's going to be tough. Uh, you know, those are, those are tough games. So, um, all of that, I think, you know, you, you could be still a really good team, but not quite as good in the record department, if that makes sense. When you look at special teams for this team, they've been very good over the past couple of years. Is this another strength of this team being able to play that field position game? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think they have been good in that area. Obviously, you're losing a um, a, a very talented kick returner in Tristan Ebner, a guy that was an All-American in that department. And so, you know, that's that's a big chip to – to, to try to fill there but um but yeah i think you know it's it's a game changer we've talked about it you know every football season from from here to eternity so uh you know 
that you know, it's a it's a big part of the game, and they're going to have to be solid in that area once again. Bryce, uh, what are you guys working on for uh, for this weekend? Uh, so John Warner will have a, a preview of Baylor defense for uh, for tomorrow's paper, uh, as you know we do get to you know the start of camp, and then um, yeah, we got a lot of high school football stuff coming up. Um, you know, more of it is is a little bit further away in terms of the paper, but that's what we're working on right now. Um, and then, but I will say, you know, what, what we do have sort of in the paper right now is uh, we're following uh, those, those two local little league teams that are still playing. And, uh, you know, that's, they're, they're doing great. Obviously district nine down at the, at the senior league world series in Delaware is, is killing it, you know, undefeated. And then, uh, you know, the other team, the midway team will start next week. So uh, pretty exciting for, you know, for those girls that, uh, you know, are getting a chance to, to compete at the World Series. Indeed. Hey, Bryce, thanks. Appreciate your time as always. No problem. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bryce Cherry from the Waco Tribune Herald. Good stuff. 847, 13 away from 9. This is game time, and we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, where the Alan Samuels has a great selection of 2022 cars, trucks, and SUVs, something that fits you and your family's needs. You can check it out at Alan Samuels, plus an outstanding service department to go with it. it uh, it's, it's just a, a great situation when it comes to, to Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Look, you can, you can check out those vehicles online at alansamuelsdcj.com, or you can, you can walk the lot, 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. Ted Teague and his staff waiting to uh, hear from you. Hey, look, if you got a question, 772-1000. 772-1000 is the phone number for Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Alan Samuels. Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Recently on Game Time, we welcome in Director of Intercollegiate Athletics at Baylor University, Mac Roach. The NCA, I guess maybe two months ago, came out and reminded everybody about existing rules and recruiting, and you can't induce student-athletes to come, but until the NCAA goes after a school and levies sanctions against them and does it in a timely manner, people are going to continue to do what they're doing. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. 
As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Rangers' bullpen surrendered five runs over the last three innings in a 6-3 loss to Baltimore. Texas lost all six games with the Orioles this season and began a four-game home series with the White Sox tonight. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Ten strikeouts by Jose Urquidy helped the Astros beat Boston 6-1. Houston is in Cleveland tonight to start a four-game weekend series. The District 9 All-Stars remain unbeaten at the Little League Senior Softball World Series. They beat the Philippines 10-1 in complete pool play this afternoon against the East Region champion. The Big 12 and the Dallas Cowboys have extended their agreement to hold the conference championship game at AT&T Stadium through the 2025 season. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. 8.51, we're uh, not away from 9 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward, the, um, all day yesterday, and rightfully so, uh, television sports shows and radio sports shows paying tribute to the great Vin Scully. Scully, as we mentioned, spent 67 years calling Dodger baseball and just unbelievable uh, at, at doing so. But he also, as you pointed out, hosted game shows. He covered golf. He covered football. Boy, did he ever cover football. He, he, this, Ward, do you remember this? Third and three. The right side, possibly. Montana. Looking, oh, looking, man. Throwing in the end zone. Clark caught it. It's a madhouse at Candlestick with 51 seconds left. That's enough of that. Dwight Clark is 6'4". He stands about 10. Ugh. I did not realize that Vince Scully was on the radio call for that. I didn't remember that either. Wow. The catch. Boy, don't we all remember that. Mm. All right. Uh, Bob Costas recently paid tribute to Vince Scully. Uh, when Vin received the Presidential Medal of Freedom in November of 2016, he was kind enough to invite me and my wife, Jill, to be there for the ceremony, and it was Barack Obama's last Presidential Medal of Freedom ceremony, and there's Vin with the president, and they really emptied the bucket. I'm going to forget some names, but Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Robert Redford, Tom Hanks, Robert De Niro, Bill and Melinda Gates, Ellen DeGeneres, Diana Ross, and I'm leaving some people out, and Vin was 
among them. Okay, the ceremony is over, and we're in some other room, I forget what it is, adjacent to the East Room. And Vin went out into the Rose Garden to be interviewed for the CBS Sunday morning program. Meanwhile, the Marine Corps band is playing a variety of standard songs. And when Vin Scully walked back out of the Rose Garden and back into the White House, the conductor of the Marine Corps band spots him, and immediately he cues the band to play Take Me Out to the Ball Game. But then he hands Vin the baton, and Vin steps up on the podium, and he's at least figuratively conducting the Marine Corps band. And I look over at Sandy, and someday, Alana, I'll share this picture with you because uh, Jill recorded it on her phone. The look on her face, now I'm getting emotional. Just a pure love and connection was so touching. I can't believe I'm choking up. You're not supposed to do that. No, Be that, professional, that, Bob. You... How about that? I mean, how about Bob Costas and the emotion that he has in his voice when talking about Ben Scully? Th- that mm-hmm. will show you the respect level and the care for Ben Scully from. I mean, and look, let's be honest. Bob Costas is as I- iconic as it comes in our business. Uh, no doubt. And, 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 and you could tell from, from that piece of audio just how important Vince Scully was in, in, his, in his walk. So, uh, you know, he, he's, he's just one of those guys that will, you, you'll never replace. I mean, we were thinking about, we were talking about other names you know, somebody brought up Dizzy Dean. That's a great one. Red Barber. I mean, you know, that was another old Dodger broadcaster uh, that was just, you know, had the iconic presentation. Uh, great, great stuff. So, uh, but yeah, 67 seasons. Think about that now. 67 seasons of broadcasting Dodger baseball starting at Ebbets Field. Then on to the Coliseum while they were constructing their 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 home Dodger Stadium, and then on to Dodger Stadium. So, yeah, and and, and I'm gonna tell you uh, again. I, I I mentioned this yesterday, but it uh, I did Baylor baseball for 14 seasons, and the very first game I did, I walked into the uh, the press box at Dodger Stadium. USC was redoing their field, and so it wasn't ready. So they they hosted Baylor at Dodger Stadium, and we worked in the Vince Scully press box, and I thought, holy moly, does it get any better than this? And the answer's no. <laughs> the answer's no. So, uh, and, and we went to some cool places in, the, in those 14 years, but I'm telling you right now, uh, that was as good as it gets. And so, anyway. I thought I'd share that audio with you. I thought that was very cool, and I know you, cool. you were excited to hear the catch. I was shocked when I—I I didn't know. That. I didn't know that either. Didn't I absolutely it. didn't know that. So there you go. Now was he on the radio call? I don't. I can't, I think he was, but I'm not. I I, I don't remember. I, I thought Pat Summerall was on the television call. I'm pretty sure he was. So that had to be a radio call. I have to, I have to look that up. That had to be a radio call because I'm pretty sure it was Summerall on TV. I thought it was too. I thought it was too. I mean, here's what I do remember. Danny White drove them down the field and they scored. And then here comes Montana. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Eight fifty seven. We gotta get out of here. Uh we'll see you for the real Friday morning edition tomorrow morning at seven. Don't forget John Morris at three, Matt's at four, and we'll see you tomorrow at seven.